0: What is up, cybersecurity and cryptocurrency friends and family? This is the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. This is episode number 56, and today is January the 18th of 2019, and it's a Friday. Everybody's favorite day. So today we're going to discuss in cybersecurity the massive, massive data dump that was discovered on the web. Some more news about Magecart hacking, uh, some Oklahoma FBI-related data leaks, some airline hacking, and good old Twitter and what happened there, if you have an Android. On the crypto side, going to talk about, obviously, the Bitcoin price and what's going on. Uh, Also going to talk about Coinbase, the new acquisitions on their end. Also going to talk about the two different exchanges that are still kind of in frozen mode, uh, Cryptopia and Quadrigax. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, we're gonna talk about those two uh, crypto exchanges and discuss what's going on there. And we're also gonna talk about Grin Mining and uh, what's going on there with uh, some of the investors that are starting to back them. Uh, I also wanna touch on, for cybersecurity stuff, I do want to go back and talk about uh, CASB solutions a little bit. That's a cloud access security broker, kind of the middleman between you and your cloud applications. So I do want to talk about that a little bit as well. But to kick things off here, let's start with the biggest news of the day. and This actually came out yesterday, but the massive breach that was leaking, they say 773 million emails and 21 million passwords. Wow, that was a big data dump. And if you haven't been pwned before, well, you've probably been pwned now. It's uh, pretty inevitable at this point. And just a harsh reminder why everybody and their moms needs to use a different password for every site they go to. Do not reuse your passwords. Uh, A great site to go to to check if your data was compromised. You can go to Have I Been Pwned com i think it is and plug in your email address and it'll tell you if your uh, password was leaked as part of any of these major breaches they do uh, basically correlate all the breaches that have ever happened they log all the information and allow you a nice web interface to search and see if you have been pwned my suspicion is after this massive leak pretty much everybody's been hit uh, they're saying that this data dates back to all the way back to 2015 so that's a lot of information a lot of different i mean holy crap talk about a lot of info and the other thing that we don't know yet is what you know what these email addresses and passwords what systems they came out of or what vendors they were with but anyway this is a huge 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 data dump Uh, You can read more about it in the show notes. There's articles all over the web about it as well. But haveibeenpwned.com, check that out to see if your email address and password was leaked. And use a password manager if you don't already. Uh, Get something like Dashlane or LastPass or any one of those and start using it religiously because there's hacks that, that happen all the time and we aren't even aware of and if you reuse your password just once just once hackers can get into multiple different things with that same one password so use multi-factor every chance you can and use a password manager to generate random passwords for you and store them securely in that password manager Uh, I personally use Dashlane i have been a huge fan of them they got all kinds of cool stuff. Dashlane also has a VPN, private VPN service you can use while you're on their app. And that makes it very, very nice. Just really protects you and everything that you do. So Dashlane also does some dark web scanning and whatnot. Uh, LastPass was purchased by the same folks that do LogMeIn, which I think is also the same folks that do GoToMeeting. So it's all one big conglomerate now. But uh, nonetheless, Dashlane is, say, is more of a a startup compared to that last pass, guys, but hey, that's okay too. So, my vote would be for Dash Lane personally, but either one is good and it helps protect you and your information. But also, use two factor every chance you can. If any site offers it that's got any of your information and you can set up two factor, please do. One of the other problems I have with a lot of the websites that you go to they don't allow you to create a very long password like 20 characters is the max why why put a cap on it i don't i don't get that part of it um, they also only allow you to use certain symbols which drives me nuts why not all symbols does it what does it really matter so anyway that's a little frustrating but nonetheless you can still generate a very secure password using any of those password managers and and keep yourself safe online. Alright, some other news about uh, Magecart. These guys are are heavy into the credit card stealing business. So they've recently done Ticketmaster, British Airways, Newegg was a victim. And here we go. Here's even more. Uh, what they're doing now is they're compromising advertising partners. So Magecart... Compromises an advertising partner for whatever website, and if that ad shows up on the site that you are on and you're running your credit card on there, boom, they can steal your credit card. So, typically, this is done with uh, JavaScript and it captures your payment information uh, when you're making a purchase. So, that is pretty interesting stuff that they're doing that now through uh, their advertising platforms, but I thought that was crazy stuff there. They've already hacked a bunch of big name companies and now they're hacking through the advertisements on the websites that you go to. So this is yet another good reason to use Brave or any other sort of browser that blocks advertisements. I use Brave personally. You can use... Uh, google chrome and get an ad blocker that works just as fine too but make sure you're protecting yourself every which way you can when you're online and always use your credit card not your debit card there's lots more protections built into the credit cards than there are debit cards so be careful block those ads Uh, ublock origin is one of the best uh, ad blockers for chrome by the way But I use Brave. It's all built into the browser. It makes it quite nice, super easy to use. Uh, Brave also came out with a pretty big update. I don't think I mentioned this. Uh, It's been a couple, I don't know, maybe a month or more now since they came out with a big code update. But it makes the browser a lot quicker, a lot peppier. So if you have the older version of Brave, highly recommend getting their newer version. It is still built on Chromium, which is Google Chrome. And uh, it's, it's kept up to date with the latest and greatest Google Chrome code. So it's much faster now, so go check it out. All right, and some other cybersecurity news. There was an unprotected government server in Oklahoma that was exposing multiple years of FBI investigation data. <laughs> wow. Even the government can't keep it secure. So. A security researcher found this. Researcher uh, found this, and they basically said there's uh, three terabytes of data containing millions of sensitive files and all kinds of stuff. I mean, holy goodness gracious! Um, I mean, they're saying it had emails, social security numbers, names, addresses, credentials for remote access. I mean. Uh, phew. You name it, they had a lot. And um, all on an unsecured system, just available on the web. Here you go, everybody. Come take my information, please. So that is definitely a shame. It has been resolved at this point, but nonetheless, that's still a huge, huge data leak. And who knows if somebody's already gotten all that info, but three terabytes of data, woo. All right, and that's the FBI for you, so. That's uh, that's scary stuff there, too. But nonetheless, like I said previously, if you haven't been pwned before, you most certainly have been pwned now. And if you were ever part of any FBI investigations, everybody knows about that now, too. Isn't that great? Uh, Anyway, uh, some other cybersecurity news. There's a uh, flight booking system flaw that affected uh, 141 different airlines worldwide. So... This is obviously massive because it just affects all of the uh, software systems, the ticket booking systems that most of the major airlines use. And essentially what it allowed them to do is, yes, they could take your frequent flyer miles. Uh, you could also modify travel details and all kinds of other, you can even claim their uh Claim their tickets. If even if it wasn't for you, you can swap it to somebody else's name and uh, obviously get their frequent flyer miles too. Interesting stuff there. But uh, they did find the vulnerability. Looks like they have corrected it as well. But uh, that's a that's a pretty big pretty big vulnerability there. And nobody really knows who all was affected because it's affecting so many different airlines. But. Watch those freaking flyer miles if you travel a lot. Make sure you still got them. Alright, last thing in cybersecurity news Twitter. Oh man, I was disappointed to see this. There was a Twitter bug that was exposed, and man, apparently it's just Android users. Of course. Dang it, because I got an Android. But it left your private tweets exposed for four years. Holy goodness gracious. Now, they're just saying it happened to some Android users. But if you protect your tweets or don't make them public, uh, they were available for uh, more than four years, they're saying. That's a little bit of a privacy issue there. Uh, But, you know, fortunately, most people... um, When you're on Twitter, you're pretty wide open for the most part. Some people do protect their tweets, and I understand that too. But it apparently wasn't private if you were using an Android. So that's pretty unfortunate. But if you made any changes to your Twitter account settings on your Android, uh, like changing your email address, uh, phone numbers, anything like that, uh, between 2014 and 2019, that's how this bug apparently... Affects you so I'm sure that some of us have at least changed some of our Twitter info between those dates and It goes all the way up until four days ago (laughs) So they just now corrected this I'm sure that I'm a part of this as well But luckily I keep all my posts public because I'm not trying to You know make any inflammatory statements on Twitter or anything, but that was a pretty big bug And of course it was just for Android Dang it, more bad news for the Android folks, but certainly interesting stuff there. Alright, some other cryptocurrency news. Coinbase, man, these guys just keep growing and growing and growing. They acquired another company. Uh, this company is called BlockSpring, and what they do is they take uh, data from APIs essentially. And so who knows what Coinbase is going to use these guys for, but. Uh, it's a data collection company that can pull info from multiple different APIs and present it in a usable fashion or usable graphs and charts and whatever else they need. So thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I'd be curious to see what uh, Coinbase is going to do with them exactly. But they uh, they paid uh, $300 million for them. So, and that's uh, Coinbase's 11th acquisition. So that is... That is a lot. They're just growing and growing and growing and buying people up every chance they get. So it would be interesting to see what they use that Blockspring block platform for. So keep your eyes peeled for Coinbase. Uh, just more good news coming from those folks. All right, other cryptocurrency news. I can't hardly say the name of this uh, cryptocurrency exchange, but uh, Quadra Giga I have no idea. Q-U-A-D... R-I-G-A-C-X. So, Quadriga CX, I guess? Okay, maybe that's better. Uh, anyway, aside from my horrible pronunciation, there's essentially $19 million in funds uh, locked up in this exchange, and users are still unable to cash their money out. And this is pretty unfortunate. This particular exchange, apparently their CEO died several months ago, and... Uh, apparently the company just fell apart and now everything's frozen and it's just a mess, total mess over there. I've never even heard of these, this exchange personally, but uh, I certainly feel bad for you if you have any funds there. But this is another great reason to think about why you don't keep your funds at the exchange. You need to keep them in a in a personal wallet that you control, that you have the private keys of. Only send it to the exchange when you're going to make a transaction. Otherwise, pull it out of that exchange and keep it yourself because you never know when stuff like this is going to happen. Or, like what happened with our Cryptopia folks, and their website got hacked, or their, excuse me, their I don't know if it was a website specifically, but they got hacked and a whole bunch of money was stolen from them as well, and so they had to shut down operations as well. So if you had any money... In Cryptopia, you're unable to pull that out as well right now. So, certainly interesting stuff there. But uh, that's why the uh, proof of keys movement has been getting very big. In the Bitcoin and just the general cryptocurrency space, the proof of keys, again, we talked about it several weeks ago. But it's where you control your private keys. So, anytime you set up a wallet, I don't care if it's an online wallet or whatever make sure that you can get the private keys out of it because that is how you can recover your funds if you don't have those private keys you're pretty much SOL so if you're going to use an online system make absolutely sure that you can get the private keys out of it otherwise you won't be able to recover it anywhere else if that online system goes down so you have been warned (laughs) but certainly unfortunate for folks that have uh, money tied up with those guys all right, some other cryptocurrency news. Uh, there's a company called Grin Mining, and apparently they're drawing a whole bunch of interest from uh, venture capitalists and whatnot. Uh, they want to start buying up these mining companies. I think that's kind of interesting, but I don't really know why they would all of a sudden want to buy these folks up, especially with you know the price of Bitcoin just tanking right now. But I will post the uh, article for this as well in the show notes. You can check that out too. But interesting stuff there. As far as Bitcoin in general, as of right now, we're sitting at $3,611. So not looking very great. Bitcoin Cash is at $126. Ethereum is at $119. Ethereum Classic's at $4.45. Litecoin's at $31. And 0x is at $0.29. Overall, a downtrend today, so it's kind of unfortunate. And as everybody knows, if the Bitcoin market is down, everything is down. Yay! So hopefully we're going to see some sort of better news in the Bitcoin space. But I did see another uh, interesting article the other day about how the ebbs and flows of the cryptocurrency space go right along with the uh, economy as well as the stock market. So as our stock market picks back up, the crypto space will pick back up. If the stock market goes down, crypto is going to go down as well. So keep an eye on all those things because they do follow very, very, very similar trends. All right. So the last thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, a Casby solution. If you're not familiar with a CASB, it is a cloud access security broker. So what the heck does that mean and what does it do? So if you have a whole bunch of cloud applications, let's say you you use AWS and you use uh, Box.com and you use you know all kinds of other cloud platforms, Dropbox or whatever it is and you use uh, Office 365, all that stuff is cloud-based, right? So what a CASB does it creates a proxy, a full proxy CASB is what I'm referring to. And essentially all of your traffic would go through this CASB system. And what that does is it allows the administrators to basically see anything and everything that they need to see. But the really the, the biggest benefit, especially if your company is you know, all over the U.S. and you have people that are very mobile and they travel a lot, that's where this kinda system is great because you can see where your data goes. So there's always a proxy on the system and that proxy essentially sends all your traffic to the CASB first and then it goes on to where it needs to go. So that means I can control you know whether or not Sally's gonna upload her resume to her you know to her personal Dropbox or whatever or I can prevent Joe from taking our bank statements from the company and uploading them to Google Drive or anything like that it allows you to get very granular with it so it's certainly a great investment especially if you want visibility into what's happening in your environment and even if you're not very, you know, cloud heavy even if you have one or two cloud things you can still use this and see what the see what the employees are actually doing see how often they're going out to all these sites and see if they actually are uploading stuff even if you don't use Google Drive or Dropbox see if your employees are still going out there and uploading stuff regardless it also allows you to do content filtering so you can block websites and whatnot so it just gives you a ton of visibility and it's just a it's a really really great tool it also kind of helps with DLP if you think about it too Uh, you can like I said, you can get as granular as blocking one specific upload from one particular user, and that's you know that could prevent potential data leakage, right? So you you're preventing that data loss by not allowing it to be uploaded to whatever uh, platform that is, because it all goes back through that Casby. So uh, the one that I'm looking at specifically is NetScope, N-E-T-S-K-O-P-E. Uh, it is one of the best. Uh, they're getting bought up like crazy. Everybody's subscribing to it. And they're fairly reasonably priced as well. Um, and all you really do is you install a, a agent on the computers that you're using and go from there, and it creates the proxy for you. And then you can pretty much do anything and everything you need to do to control what your people are doing and where your data is going. So very cool stuff. If you have not looked into those before, I highly recommend it, it gives you just a ton of visibility, especially if you have a mobile workforce, this is, it's almost a necessity to, because if you have a mobile workforce, people are losing laptops and, you know, they're at the freaking coffee shops or they're at home or, you know, who knows what they're doing, right, with all your data. So with a Casby, you can see what they're doing and you can help prevent data leakage and data loss. So check out Netscope if you haven't already. and. There are some other CASB solutions out there. However, does not not all of them do the full-proxied uh, CASB. And what I mean by full proxy is redirecting all of your traffic to a CASB first and then sending it on from there. So some of these so-called CASBs just plug in, essentially, uh, through an API to whatever cloud application you're using, like Dropbox or Box.com. They'll plug in an API. And show you stuff related to logins and you know people moving files and whatnot. But it's not really allowing you to prevent or block anything like a full proxied solution does. So NetScope does the full proxy. So make sure you go check them out. Pretty cool stuff there. Highly recommend using those guys. Alright folks, that's all I had for today. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at eEnglish34 on Twitter at eEnglish34. Check me out on there. Also want to give a shout out to our sponsored Southern Graphics T-shirt company. Uh, their website Southern Graphics T-shirtco.com. Go check them out on their homepage. It's got a link to their Etsy store. If you go to their Etsy store and you use promo code Valentine's2019 you get 15% off. So use the promo code Valentine's2019 and get yourself 20% off on anything in their store. And Valentine's is all cats valentine's 2019 all right folks i appreciate everybody listening to this and hope everybody has a great weekend we'll talk again soon